Hello dear friends, welcome, it's Chappie the British Butler, Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, episode number 95. 95, we're getting close to the 100, what shall we do for the big party? Anyway, uh, this is apropos nothing, probably certainly most of the world will not care about the next minute of this podcast. Um, but you know, some people will, especially those night owls who have been getting up at four in the morning to watch some English cricket, England playing New Zealand in a test match. Now, test matches can last five days. They do stop for lunch and tea, you know. So if you want a cucumber sandwich, a slice of cake, absolutely perfect. And they wear the pristine white still. Well, not completely pristine. There's sponsorship all over it now. But they had an awful day today. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm trying to determine what sound effect we should have at the beginning of the show here should it be a little bit of this going on or more of this so this or did they completely go anyway i mean some of them deserve that probably but you know it's that uh but possibly yeah, 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 yeah. That's possibly that going on. Uh, so let's uh, let, let's kick off the show, shall we? Yes, here we are again. It's Saturday afternoon, and I tell you, it's steaming hot. I tell you, I tell you, it's steaming hot out there. It's it's absolutely boiling so i've had to go down into the nuclear bunker under the house uh the slightly emptier basement um you could call me basement jacks today because this is where we're doing the podcast uh the computer's perched on a box i have a little chair Uh, if it you know there's plenty of insulation down here so uh you know i'm hoping that uh, i'm not sounding too echoey um but it's so hot upstairs I mean, I had to determine whether it be shirts or skins. It would have to be skins. But you know what? I, I don't want to emanate anything negative across on this podcast. So me with doing a podcast without a shirt on, um, you know, I'm not Howard Stern. I'm not a beanpole here. You know, but I d- again, a little bit too much excess hair may, uh, may, may, may stop the acoustics being as good as they are. So I've decided to uh, put on a sweater and go downstairs. And one of these chaps that that I really I'm better with more clothes than less clothes, without a doubt. So I much prefer the uh, autumn, the autumnal air, and the winter to the hot hot fun in the summertime. Because I really, I mean, I I might get away with a Victorian bathing suit, but that's about it. No speedos, no badgy spagglers for me. Uh, it really wouldn't be appropriate. Not not on a not on a podcast like this, a highly esteemed, record-breaking podcast that does so well in Turkey and Thailand. I mean, thank you for the people listening in Turkey and Thailand who keep this podcast in the charts, week in, week out. I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe I need to move my studio to Phuket. Yeah, I said Phuket. Where they filmed The Man with a Golden Gun. There's a little mushroom island there. It's an absolutely beautiful place. It looks fantastic. Um, you know, I, I probably would get that prop third nipple I talked about on a previous podcast and maybe move, to, move and have a studio in Phuket and become a, uh, a celebrity in Thailand. 
I think it'd be fantastic. I mean, I, I, I could do the yellow curry, although I think a yellow curry is an Americanized, bastardized version of uh, a proper Thai curry. But anyway, I do like it. I do like a very spicy yellow curry. I mean, it, uh, it adds head of the chest, back, everything else, probably. Um, oh, that does remind me, that, you know, just excuse me a second. I, I mean, I have to continue doing a little bit more uh, of the... Uh, of the manscaping here so let, let me just hold on a second i know we've got music in the way i'll just hold oh hold on hold on a second hold on hold on hold on okay yeah, yeah let's yeah and then and the, and the one's a little bit tougher you know you need it yeah let's give it yeah There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Thank you very much. So yeah, a little bit more. I mean you have to get rid of some of you have to get rid of some of the hair. Some of the hair. Uh you know, when 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 you're when you're doing a when it's streamlined podcast like this. So that is the start of the show. Um I'm glad you're listening to it. We are going to um there's a lot going on today. A lot going on today. And uh let, let, let me just give you the let me let me just give you the running order. Yeah, smashing, smashing to be here, smashing to be here. So yesterday, just to give you, I talked about my love of smelling, putting the snout right up against some creosote on the fence. Boy, those that smell is tasty. It still is. Years later, the smell of creosote. That was yesterday. The dong drone was yesterday. Steamy tea cools you down. Yesterday, not a wet handkerchief on the head. Although I could have done with that when i tried to set up the studio downstairs earlier on uh but that was yesterday's show keep coming cauliflower cheese episode 94 today indiana groans indiana jones is getting old he's now indiana groans he needs some cod liver oil tablets constantly to keep those joints moving there's the moon movie coming out fairly soon or they're filming it at the moment the power of rhubarb we didn't discuss it yesterday today we were discussing the power of rhubarb the parade of old lazy old lazy old lazy bastards well that's i probably would be in that parade but the parade of old lady visors uh also the day the turmeric fell uh this was earlier in the week um cheese grater torture devices the uh, blunderbuss gun we didn't talk about that yesterday so i mean it, it, oh, so much so much so much the monocle is the monocle still in fashion maybe i will reintroduce the monocle as well and the smell of cheap coffee as well it's uh again the ails social dilemmering uh we're having more of that things that are popping up i saw a great one just a few minutes ago probably the best one yet where the ails may have come and been correct for once for once in their existence they've uh they've been they've been uh they've been correct trump or trombone will be coming along again taking some of the uh goddamn awful headlines of the week and we will be talking about that um and a historical tinder figure historical tinder figure uh today it's a czar fyodor of russia in our historical tinder competition we never talked about hammocks the best hammocks is a lovely article in london times about hammocks i do fancy a hammock right now the the butter moshi on epicurious this buttery slab of delight that i saw absolutely wondrous i will maybe introducing you to that how the russians executed bells 
These are things that may or may not be occurring on the podcast this week. It's entirely possible that they will occur, but there's a chance, a slimmest chance, a wafer thin chance that those topics won't. So, you know, make a note of them and hold them against me in six months time. Chappie, why didn't you talk about the Moshi? Why didn't you talk about the Russian bells? I promise you, they will be. I want to find a video of the guy who was swallowed in Cape Cod. Well, not not in that way. The, the, the gentleman who was swallowed by a whale in Cape Cod. You know. Uh, yes, and he was spat out. He didn't taste very good. The, the whale's a spitter rather than a swallower. What, you know, are these humpback whales? That's what they tend to do. They spit rather than swallow. And that's fine. You know, if that's what the whale wants to do. But out in Cape Cod... Um, I want to find a video of the uh, basically the gentleman being spat out of the whale's mouth. Anybody got any footage? Really want to see. Really want to see the, the the gentleman like being parachuted out of a whale's mouth at warp neck speed. You know, I imagine there might be some bile, old fish, plankton. I mean, he, he probably looked like a, some sort of uh, plankton old fish risotto afterwards. Uh, but anybody got any footage, answers on a postcard, send me the link. I was wondering if uh, my love of sort of jazz music uh, is some sort of indication of uh, slight insanity. Because I, I've been watching or trying to watch the end of Homeland. I have given it a skip for a few weeks, but I think I need to finish off Homeland uh, I think series seven and eight, but Carrie Matheson loves jazz, and she is a cuckoo for cocoa pops, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm wondering if you know my lover sort of the jazz and um, this upbeat jazz. I mean, some of it a little slower and more bluesy is a sign of um, maybe the marbles falling out, so to speak. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just hazarding a, hazarding a guess here that it could be the beginnings of uh, possibly becoming straightjacketed. So some of my favorite sort of headlines from the week, uh, again, not really relating to anything apropos, nothing. Uh, naughty nuns, molly houses, and sheep gut condoms, a brief history to sex. Uh, that was in the uh, Sunday Times uh, review section uh, a short time ago. Um, also, why not pick your, I know we're coming out of lockdown, hopefully everywhere, maybe not in some parts of the world, but pick your lockdown house. If you could only choose one, what would you do? House number one, Netflix, blankets, unlimited snacks. House number two, country walks, fire pits, unlimited wine. House number three, private beach, home gym, pizza and beer. House number four, swimming pool, in-house Starbucks, unlimited chocolate. I mean, house house four looks pretty good. I think I'd want chai tea maybe though instead of, uh, you know, or, or maybe a builder's cuppa. I think house five mountain views garden and hammock scenic walks this is getting difficult house six library hot tub home cinema um yeah i don't know about the home gym private beach sounds love pizza and beer maybe pizza and a gin and tonic maybe uh, but the country walks fire pit unlimited wine sounds good um i think i think the chocolate maybe uh, and then maybe the tea from starbucks and the swimming pool could be the way forward for uh, for your dear host him possibly possibly that is uh that is where i would be uh that's where i'd be going if if i was looking at lockdown houses um something else very interesting i saw in the week uh in terms of real estate 
Uh, think of the real estate market as musical chairs. Uh, during a buyer's market, you've got 10 chairs and eight people playing. During a seller's market, you've got eight chairs and 10 people playing. During today's market, you've got about three chairs, 37 people, but now the chairs are on fire, the floor is on fire, and being chased around the room by an axe-wielding psychopath. Welcome to real estate. I mean, these are some of the little things that I see in the in the, in the week here. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then I, and then I did see, uh, again, I don't know if the AILs are trying to make fun of me here. Uh, one Brazilian wax, wax and a lash. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to be waxed and then lashed. It sounds a little bit too like boarding school days to me. The powers of rhubarb. There's 12 amazing but little-known health benefits of rhubarb. And I'm going to add a little bit of my chappy magic to it as well. Though there is a debate whether it's a fruit or a vegetable, rhubarb is well sought after in ancient Chinese medicine for soothing stomach ailments. It's very popular in Europe and becoming more popular in Northern America, known for strengthening bones and boosting brain health. But it has a host of other benefits that you should get to know. So rhubarb uh, looks like a red celery. Large leaves, often considered often considered a fruit, but there's a confusion. The stem of the plant is usually cooked, uh, but can be eaten raw as well. One serving of rhubarb meets 45% of your daily vitamin K needs. What's vitamin K? The nutrient that supports bone health. And the vitamin C in rhubarb wards off infections and vitamin A and uh, lutein in the fruit or veggie boost vision health. Uh, there are other ways it could be quite good for you as well. Uh, it relieves constipation, natural la- natural laxative, strengthen the bones, vitamin K, as we talked about, decent source of calcium as well, decent source of calcium in the rhubarb, boosts brain health. The uh, vitamin K in rhubarb limits neural uh, damage to the brain, and this can be uh, help prevent Alzheimer's potentially. A number of studies we know rhubarb can help the treatment of inflammation of the brain. Maybe the brain exploding, your brain so large is exploding. Aids with weight loss found to reduce bad cholesterol uh, is a low-calorie food choice. It also contains uh, uh, cashersons, the same compound in green tea, and gives beneficial properties. And you know what? I, I think I would fancy a uh, maybe a rhubarb tea, if it's possible. I know there's a rhubarb beer. It burns body fat and aids weight loss. It combats cancer as well, potentially. Um, the rhubarb that it gives its stems their color can kill 50% of cancer cells in a matter of 48 hours. Okay, a bit more research required on that. Um, but it can, uh, if it's baked for 20 minutes, it's shown to dramatically increase anti-cancerous properties. Might aid diabetes as well, improve blood sugar levels, protects the heart, good source of fiber, reduce cholesterol levels. It can apparently improve your vision. Um, it can aid your hit, uh, kidney health as well, and also relieves PMS symptoms as well potentially. Um, it, it can, it you know, it has many uh, elements that can uh, help the symptoms of menopause, delays skin aging. Don't if you just stew it and put it on your face. I mean, maybe that's what I need to do. Get maybe the cucumbers out on the eyes, stew the rhubarb all over the face. Maybe take some of the uh, wrinkles away works as a natural hair coloring agent i don't know if i want pinkish purple rhubarb hair to be honest um it does taste very sour sour because of the high amounts of malic acid uh, in it um a lot of people add sugar to it but you probably don't want to do that 
uh, is not po poisonous, but the leaves are poisonous. So, you know, you don't want to have a rhubarb leaf salad. That probably uh, probably wouldn't help you very much there. And also, uh, in some boarding schools, they use it to lash people's behinds as well. Instead of uh, instead of the birch, yeah, it's been known that they've used possibly rhubarb stalks as well. Uh, you know, it's that red marks. Nobody knows it's from the colour of the rhubarb or or the uh, just the striking of itself, really. Um, but rhubarb has many, uh, many, many valuable elements. I have a very uh, nostalgic viewpoint of it. Rhubarb crumble, one of my favourites. Uh, also one of my nicknames on the golf course as well. Uh, so rhubarb is the way forward. Um, and I, I love a little bit of rue, I love a little barb, and it is an amazing little vegetable or indeed fruit. So on my little stroll today to recover from the uh, disastrous cricket, uh, the whole cricket situation this morning, uh, you know, dog walk does relieve a little bit of depression regarding the, uh, the test match. I saw a parade of six old ladies wearing visors. Not a, <coughs> not a huge fan of the visor. Not a huge fan of the visor. Um, it's these ones that some of them have elastic around the back some are just they look like almost like a hairpiece um but most of these older ladies did have that sort of bouffant type of um perm that all old ladies after 55 i mean a lot of old ladies start looking like margaret thatcher as they get over 55 i said this before it's a margaret thatcher syndrome old ladies often look a little bit like margaret thatcher once they get over a certain age um but it, you know, it keeps the bouffon in place, I think. I mean, this is something that I may need to consider the visor to keep that hair up, to keep the, uh, the troubadour, the quiff up. Maybe I need an old lady visor just to help me, assist me in the, in the matter of that. But, but there was six, there was like a baker's dozen of, uh, of old ladies in um, assorted visors. Um, I know everybody wore visors in the golfers, tennis players in the, in the, in the 1980s. But uh, a lady of a certain age does seem to like the visor. And again, you know, if they hairspray it, I think the visor just keeps everything in place, maybe. Who knows? But also, it's a bro thing. You know, a lot of bros do wear those upside-down visors. I mean, I'm hazarding a guess here. Just take a wild stab in the dark that the visor for a bro keeps a minimum cranium in the head. So none of the, none of the, brain, none of the brain parts are falling out. Uh, they're not destroying any brain cells with that upside down visor. It's holding the smallish brain in, in place there. And also, maybe the visor uh, could be used to keep an appendage up. Now, if a bro is having you know, problems keeping it up, then, uh, then the back to front upside down visor could almost act as some sort of uh, sporty splint. Okay, historical tinder time. We take an historical figure, could be medieval, could be more recent, and uh, we decide whether to swipe left or right. Some of these guys have had the ultimate terminal swipe left. Uh, some of the medieval kings may have done anyway. Uh, some may, might survive the swipe right here. But Tsar uh, Fyodor, the first of Russia, was so obsessed with church bells that he earned the name Fyodor the Bell Ringer. And we're going to have more about Russian bells maybe later. Uh, Sar Fyodor was most definitely not his father's son. 
he was the son and heir of Ivan the Terrible. Fyodor inherited his crown in May 1584, and from the start, it wasn't uh, really up to the job. He was far from ruthless. In fact, he was quiet, retiring type. And he uh, much preferred indulging his unique obsession uh, to ruling over Russia. Indeed, so central was this obsession that Fyodor's character that it led him uh, to be given one of the most colourful names in history, Fyodor the Bell Ring. And that's really not a euphemism. That's a sort of a truism more than anything else here. Um, Fyodor was a sickly child. This combined with the fact that he grew up afraid, living in the shadow of his infamous father, meant that he was extremely pious from an early age. The future Tsar would shut himself away for days at a time, praying and reading the Bible when he became ruler of all Russia in 1584. He remained as pious as ever, and now he is able to travel freely across Russia. According to some, he was on a mission to visit every Orthodox church in the land and ring the bells in each of them. So I know turmeric or turmeric should be a sponsor of this show. I mean, it's cured... Uh, dogs, girlfriends, uh, upset butlers, tummies, or everything. <clears throat> but, th- you know, the day the turmeric fell, I mean, this this was like a, a, a sad day. So, you know, a little bit clumsy in the morning, making my morning cup of PD tips, getting that reddish color. As I always say, you need the reddish color with the tea. And, um, the, you know, the, the, the rather large, clumsy butler hand uh, knocked over the turmeric jar, and it tumbled to the floor. I gasped, almost that slow motion, ah! You know, everything was in slow motion. And the turmeric fell to the floor, and the jar landed upright, with only a little bit spilling. But Jack, the poorly rat terrier, uh, came over and licked up some of the turmeric powder. I thought, oh my gosh, what's this going to do? Now, the poor fella had had uh, some tummy issues in the week. And, you know, not going into any details. Uh, but the turmeric cured his ailments. As it cures all ailments. I mean, I think it can cure anything. Just rub that baby in anything and, 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 and it'll cure all ills. But it cured Jack's ills. Um, and he was fine after that. Maybe a day later, fine, perfect, back to normal. I do think that turmeric helps me spin the universe in my direction. I mean, I do believe that the power of turmeric and the jar landing upright with just a little bit of powder just for the dog to feel better, the universe is spinning in the right direction. Forget any sort of total eclipse uh, of, the, uh, of, the, of the sun or half eclipse or crescent eclipse or whatever it was. The turmeric landing upright was meaning the luck's turning my way. The Indiana Jones movie is being filmed at the moment. I think it's actually being filmed in the UK. That's what I've been seeing on Twitter. So new Indiana Jones coming out probably in the next year or two here. Who knows? It, movie releases. Look, look at the Bond movie. It's been delayed four years or something. Um, but it, Harrison Ford's 78. I mean, he was, he was old in the last time. And that wasn't particularly... The Crystal Skull uh, could have been Indiana Jones and Crystal Meth, on Crystal Meth. That's how bad it was, basically. Uh, but the other ones have been classics. Um, but, you know, I, I think... As we were talking a little bit earlier. I mean, they have to sort of adapt the whole Indiana Jones 
movie uh, franchise to an older gentleman. I mean, he's 78. So maybe, you you know, you should forget the whip. Maybe use a stick of rhubarb instead of the whip. I mean, that's what I was suggesting earlier on. I mean, instead of, uh, you know, exclaiming, I hate snakes. Maybe he hates snails now. They're a little bit more slow moving or a slug potentially. Maybe the slug could be the, uh, you know, the creature that upsets him the most and gives him the most heart palpitations. You know, and forget forget the whole boulder situation. You know, the bolt the boulder going down the uh, the uh, in the cave. Maybe that needs to be actually a Terry's chocolate orange. So he has a rolling ball of chocolate delight chasing him in a cave. I'd probably go a little bit slower, and then maybe he could stop for a break and have a have a slice of the Terry's chocolate orange. You know, just as a rest, a little bit of a rest there. You know, um, the the whip could be useful because it, you know he could flail it out there. People could actually uh, you know help him up, help Indiana Jones up with uh, you know with, with with the whip, assist him to his feet. I mean, the theme music also has to be a lot slower. It can't be as frenetic anymore. It has to be slower. Yeah, it has to be a little bit more constipated, a little more slow moving. That has to be the new theme. It can't be as, as fiery and frenetic as it has been in the past. So after the whip pulls him up, I mean... Raiders of the Lost Incontinent Pants. I mean, but having a guess of movies here. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Zimmer Frame Zoom. Where is my life alert? And, of course, Indiana Jones and the very last crusade, I promise. Unless I forget and I do it again. Or, you know, if there will be other Indiana Jones movies starring Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones and the Cryogenic Regeneration. It could go all Doctor Who. All Doctor Two on my ass. But let's slow it down. Let's, you know, give him a bit of space. Slow down, have an afternoon cup of tea. Take some cod liver oil tablets to uh, loosen those joints and those bones. And he'll be ready to go. i tell you something, though. Hats off to him. Indiana Jones has off. He's the fittest looking 78 year old you're ever going to see. Does your shirt say cocaine and caviar, but your face says fish sticks and fentanyl? That's a t-shirt that I saw in the week. I don't think I'm going to be getting that anytime. And here's a little tongue twister for you. Try to say this maybe after a couple of, uh, couple of jars tonight, or maybe first thing in the morning. Hopefully not after a few jars first in the morning, but... I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. Put your teeth in and try that one. And radioactive rhino horns to deter poachers. A scheme to inject radioactive material into rhino horns to spook consumers and make poach trophies easy to detect has been worked on by scientists in uh, North Africa. So if you've got the horn, beware. It could be radioactive. Russia's state-owned nuclear company, Rosatom Corporation, is uh, backing the research which began with the horns of two live rhinos being jabbed with harmless stable isotopes. 
James Larkin, a professor at the University of uh, Wittesrand in uh, Johannesburg, an expert in radiation protection, said that the stabilizotopes were harmless and that he doesn't want to kill anybody uh, with the infusion. We just want to use the uh, natural reticence towards radioactive material to decrease the demand for rhino horns and make it easier to track. He added, because of the structure of the horn, we're not expecting to see any movement into the animal's bodies. Thousands of existing sensors, along with international borders, could help pick up even a tiny quantity of radioactive material in the horns, making it harder for poachers to export the illicit goods. Poachers have killed two-thirds of South Africa's biggest concentration of rhinos in the Kruger National Park. Uh, millions of rhinos fell prey to the poachers. Uh, and then rhino horns are covered in an Asia's illegal markets and sell up to 55 thousand pounds a kilogram so anything i mean i i think some of these poachers would do much better with a radioactive rhino horn up their ass that's what they really need so there is a website called piratefashion.com so if you want one of those seinfeld puffy shirts that looks slightly piratical maybe a, a compass a cutlass uh, an eye patch maybe a peg leg a hook whatever i think you can get it on piratesfashion.com but I was looking at uh, the blunderbuss, the blunderbuss. The, so the blunderbuss was this sort of primitive uh, weapon. The one on the pirate website is 60, or sorry, 26 inches in length. It has a wide and intimidating barrel, uh, properly imagined to be loaded with glass, nails, shot rocks, or anything else a pirate could get his hands on. It would have a broad reach at close quarters. I mean, never the blunderbuss is never an accurate weapon. Uh, but this replica features a flintlock mechanism and full woodstock brass finish on piratesfashion.com. So I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about the blunderbuss. I mean, my mind, my mind does uh, tend to, uh, you know, it, it goes to certain uh, parameters and certain randomness at times. But I was thinking about how ugly men's feet are. I mean, I've seen some very long toenails over the years at the pool. Uh, you know, look a little bit fungusy as well. Not good. Um, but I'm I'm thinking that old men's nails, or even young men's who don't look after their feet, you could cut those nails off, and you could add a you know you could have a toenail blunderbuss gun. I mean, I think this thing would be deadlier than probably a, a hydrogen bomb. You know, I think the I think the the nails, the toenails firing out at close proximity could cause all sorts of flesh wounds i think it'd be pretty awful so i think uh, i'm in the market to make a toenail blunderbuss gun you know as a safety measure just in case a zombie apocalypse comes along so my uh, my dad my old man he has a caravan park so he's much like the gentleman i don't know if you're on my instagram there's a picture of sid james i mean he's the one that you know both of them are older gentlemen but he's handing the money over, and the gentleman's trying to snatch it. How much? How much? Uh, how much for board and lodging? I mean, says, so how much for board and lodging? Um, and then, and, and the gentleman, uh, the carrier, pound. How much to pitch the tent? Pound. Uh, how much uh, for the trailer be partnered? Pound. I mean, that that's exactly that's my you know everything's a pound. Yeah. Anyway, so he has some real characters stag there. Um, I mean, he, uh, all sorts of shenanigans. I mean, it really is carry on camping, basically. But there's a rather odd gentleman there. 
uh, odd caravan chap um, that whenever he comes my father has to reverse the RV the caravan uh, uh, for him he can't reverse he can't reverse it you know um, he has also uh, I don't know if he is p- plugging at a ghetto blaster or some sort of uh, pneumatic drill or something but he's also fused the whole caravan park so no electricity he's, he's made the whole caravan park's electricity go off basically um and uh yeah he's a bit of an odd fellow i mean he, he really is N- nice nice enough chap i believe uh but a little bit a uh, little bit of an odd duck uh, to say the least little bit little bit of a little bit of an odd duck um but apparently i think he heard a, no- a noise in the night fairly recently it was um yeah he had a heard a little bit of a noise in the night was it a fox or a badger or some sort of roaming predator uh but he um he decided i mean he decided to go outside uh armed with a bottle of salad cream you know basic mayonnaise for the americans out there in the other. but he decided that his weapon of choice i mean in the u.s it would have been a you know a shotgun sawn off shotgun uh, some military grade, maybe some sort of machine gun. Uh, but in the UK, we arm ourselves with bottles of salad cream. So as the mercury continues to rise, I've, I've gone back. I mean, it's freezing my bottom off in the uh, in the basement. So I've come back up. The mercury's rising, and um, you know I'm going to have to find myself a string vest or something here. Because uh, it's getting a little hot under the bonnet, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, more Trumple Trombone session. Uh, looking at some of the uh, funniest, naughtiest, weirdest headlines of the week and equating them to a Trump or a trombone. Uh, this today, we're starting off, we have chilling CCTV footage that has convinced TikTok users that an ordinary looking alcohol store is indeed haunted. The footage starts by showing a cashier waiting patiently for the next customer at the till in Liquorland store in Australia. Beside her are several crates of wine neatly stacked alongside each other, but suddenly they tumble to the ground and smash to the floor. There appears to be no one near at the time the crash happens, sparking claims that some viewers that the ghost was to blame. That was some asshole. That was some asshole sort of ghost. Uh, that's what one of the uh, one of the Aussies wrote. Anyway. That 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 happened in a in a um, in a liquor store uh, in uh, in Australia. I mean, apparently you now can uh, rent a ghost to pick up your booze for you, like a, almost like a drizzly in America. Uh, but the Uber ghoul uh, will not hang around and wait for the tip. And Russian scientists have revived a worm that spent 24,000 years frozen in Siberian ice. The tiny animal, uh, known as the Betaloid rotifer, was able to feed and reproduce without a partner once it thawed, the experts say. The evidence suggests that this multicellular animals can survive in any kind of icy holding pattern for tens of thousands of years. Rotifers are ranked among the toughest animals in the world for their resistance to extreme environments. They also are the most radiation-resistant animals on Earth and can endure extreme dehydration and low oxygen levels. Oh God, are we sure it isn't a cryogenically frozen Hugh Hefner or Michael Douglas?
The mammal with the weirdest penis in the animal kingdom has baffled scientists. A very strange and unusual appendage of the uh, incendia uh, remains a mystery to researchers who do not understand why it has four heads. A very long phallus makes up a third of the animal's body while erect, is bright red and has four endings. Uh, the Asidna is also similar to the anteater but has prickly fur. They live in Australia, Papua New Guinea also. Oh God, the penis has tentacles then below testicles. Double jeopardy. This is going to put me off squid for life. Picking your nose or getting a spanking will be banned from streaming on China's biggest internet platform, WeChat. The Chinese social media platform has published a list of common violations that will get kicked out, including nose picking and spanking. The service, which is watched by billion people worldwide and China's most popular social messaging app, wants to tidy its image up. Uh, Chinese authorities have been increasingly clamping down on political uh, insiders and also what they uh, consider indecent content. Uh, just keep your eye out in China for those uh, green or brown fingers, uh, especially when you greet each other. I think uh, you know, if I ever go over there, I'll be uh, elbow brushing or elbow pumping forever. So I saw the most delicious thing uh, in the week. Um, it's a butler, butter moshi. It's a mainstay of any island party. Perfectly chewy, slightly sticky, just dense enough coconut custard uh, gluttonous rice cake absolutely delicious evolved over the course of 24 hours as well the first day it's gorgeous golden brown crisp crunchy crust then magically transformed to a soft almost melty crust the next day so for this thing look up look up the butter moshi but you need uh, four large eggs vanilla extract skim milk uh, mashiko flour sugar baking powder uh, salt butter coconut milk shredded coconut as well and basically whisk the eggs, vanilla, milk together, large bowl, together with the Moshiko sugar, baking powder, and kosher salt. Um, and then uh, add the melted butter, coconut milk, mix until fully incorporated. Pour the mixture into a prepared pan and wrap the pan on the counter a couple of times to bring any air bubbles to the top. Evenly sprinkle the shredded coconut on top of the mixture a handful at a time, not to jiggle the pan. Uh, sprinkle a few pinches of flaky salt if desired. Bake until the mochi is set golden on top for an hour. Set the pan on a wire rack and let cool uh, before slicing into rectangles. Uh, absolutely delicious. Store in an airtight container at room temperature for three days. I don't think it will. Uh, I don't think it will last the three days. I think it'll go a lot quicker than that. It looks like basically bars of gold. Absolutely delicious. Melt in the mouth. Custody golden. Yummy yum. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast uh, these last couple of days. Uh, it's been wonderful to have you here. As always, glorious to have a, a really varied audience all around the world. Uh, very flattering, very lovely. All of you following me on Instagram and Twitter, at Keep Cheese on Twitter. Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese on Instagram if you want to follow the nonsense, and there's plenty of it through the course of the week. Uh, you can um, subscribe across all of the platforms, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, um, all of them really, Pandora. Uh, that's the audio version, if you just like the audio. If you like a sort of musical jig, a musical mix, a mix in the middle of some of my favorite tunes, 
which sort of adds a rich tapestry to the playlist and the podcast, then you can uh, listen on Spotify, Spotify uh, podcasts. Uh, you'll hear the musical edition. And this week we have uh, Paul McCartney, T-Rex, Noah and the Whale, Ben Folds, um, uh, also Janet Kay, uh, Chantel Cumberland, Robbie Williams, uh, the Beatles, uh, Was Not Was, uh, also some Matt Bianco and some Kanye West as well. A yacht Rock to finish as always. So a real sort of summary, feel-good playlist. A little bit of nonsense thrown in there. But, you know, a little bit of nonsense sprinkled on, sprinkled on the top is like the hundreds and thousands. It just has that little bit of uh, naughty crisp at the top, uh, the top of anything that you're consuming, including the podcast. And the poem to finish today is Paul Lawrence Dunbar, In the Summer. O summer has clothed the earth in a cloak from the loom of the sun and the mantle to the sky's soft blue and a belt where the rivers run. And now for the kiss of the wind and the touch of the air's soft hands from the rest from strife and the heat of life with the freedom of lakes and lands. I envy the farmer's boy who sings as he follows the plough while the shining green of the young blades lean to the breezes that cools his brow. He sings to the dewy morn, no thought of another's ear, and the song he sings is the chant for kings and the whole wide world to hear. He sings of joys of life, of pleasures of work and rest, from the overfull heart, without aim or art, tis the song of the merriest. O ye the toll of the town, who you moil in the mart, hear the artless song, and your faith made strong shall renew the joy of your heart. O poor were the worth of the world, if never a song was heard, if the sting of grief had no relief, and never a heart was stirred. So long as the streams run down and as long as the robins trill, let taunt old care with merry air and sing in the face of ill. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I will be back again, God willing, next week uh, for a Friday podcast and there's one on Saturday. But have a lovely week. Enjoy the sun if you have any. Uh, bask out in the sun. Get those parasols. Get the Panama hats out. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Cheerio. <laughs>